Chapter Twenty Four of The Imperialist by Sarah Jeanette Duncan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Mr. Farquharson was to retain his seat until the early spring, for the double purpose of maintaining his influence upon an important commission of which he was chairman until the work should be done, and of giving the imperial departure championed by his successor as good a chance as possible of becoming understood in the constituency. It was understood that the new writ would issue for a date in March elgin referred all interest to that point and prophesied for itself a lively winter another event of importance less general was arranged for the end of february the arrival of miss cameron and mrs kilbannon from scotland finlay had proposed an earlier date but matters of business connected with her mother's estate would delay miss cameron's departure her arrival would be the decisive point of another campaign he and edwina faced it without misgiving but there were moments when finlay greatly wished the moment passed their intimacy had never been conspicuous and their determination to make no change in it could be carried out without attracting attention it was very dear to them that determination they saw it as a test as an ideal last of all perhaps as an alleviation they were both too much encumbered with ideas to move simply quickly on the impulse of passion they looked at it through the wrong end of the glass and thought they put it farther away they believed that their relation comprised would always comprise the best of life it was matter for discussion singularly attractive they allowed themselves upon it wide scope in theory they could speak of it in the heroic temper without sadness or bitterness the thing was to tear away the veil and look fate in the face the great thing perhaps was to speak of it while still they could give themselves leave a day would arrive they acknowledged with averted eyes when dumbness would be more becoming meanwhile mrs murchison would have found it hard to sustain her charge against them that they talked of nothing but books and authors the philosophy of life as they were intensely creating it was more entrancing than any book or any author simply and definitely and to their own satisfaction they had abandoned the natural demands of their state they lived in its exaltation and were far from accidents deep in both of them was a kind of protective nobility i will not say it cost them nothing but it turned the scenes between them into comedy of the better sort the kind that deserves the relief of stone or bronze Advina, had she heard it would have repelled dr drummond's warning with indignation if it were so possible to keep their friendship on an unfaltering level then with the latitude they had what danger could attend them later when the social law would support them divide them protect them dr drummond suspecting all looked grimly on and from november to march found no need to invite mr finlay to occupy the pulpit of knox church they had come to full knowledge that night of their long walk in the dark together 
but even then in the rush and shock and glory of it they had held apart and their broken avowals had crossed with difficulty from one to the other the whole fabric of circumstance was between them to realize and to explore later surveys as we know had not reduced it they gave it great credit as a barrier i suppose because it kept them out of each other's arms it had done that it was edwina i fear who insisted most that they should continue upon terms of happy debt to one another the balance always changing the account never closed and rendered she no doubt felt that she might impose the terms she had unconsciously the sense of greater sacrifice and knew that she had been mistress of the situation long before he was aware of it he agreed with joy and with misgiving he saw with enthusiasm her high conception of their alliance but sometimes wondered poor fellow whether he was right in letting it cover him he came to the house as he had done before as often as he could and reproached himself that he could not after all come very often that they should discuss their relation as candidly as they sustained it was perhaps a little peculiar to them so i have laid stress on it but it was not by any means their sole preoccupation they talked like tried friends of their everyday affairs indeed after the trouble and intoxication of their great understanding had spent itself it was the small practical interests of life that seemed to hold them most one might think that nature having made them her invitation upon the higher plane abandoned them in the very scorn of her success to the warm human commonplaces that do her work well enough with the common type mrs murchison would have thought better of them if she had chanced again to overhear i wouldn't advise you to have it lined with fur edwina was saying the winter had sharply announced itself and finlay to her reproach about his light overcoat had declared his intention of ordering a buffalo skin the following day and the buffaloes are all gone you know thirty years ago she laughed you really are not modern in practical matters does it ever surprise you that you get no pemmican for dinner and hardly ever meet an indian in his feathers he looked at her with delight in his sombre eyes it was a new discovery her capacity for happily chaffing him only revealed since she had come out of her bonds to love it was hard to say which of them took the greater pleasure in it what is the use of living in canada if you can't have fur on your clothes he demanded you may have a little astrakhan i would on the collar and cuffs she said a fur lining is too hot if there happens to be a thaw and then you would leave it off and take cold you have all the look she added with a gravely considering glance at him of a person who ought to take care of his chest he withdrew his eyes hurriedly and fixed them instead on his pipe he always brought it with him by her order and edwina usually sewed he thought as he watched her that it made the silences enjoyable and expensive i dare say too he said 
yes more or less alec paid fifty dollars for his and never liked it fifty dollars ten pounds no ver for me he declared by the way mrs Furman is threatening to turn me out of house and home a married daughter is coming to live with her and she wants my rooms when does she come the married daughter oh not till the early spring there's no immediate despair said finlay but it is dislocating my books and i had just succeeded in making room for one another but you will have to move in any case in the early spring i suppose i will i had i might have remembered that have you found a house yet Edvina asked him no have you been looking it was a gentle sensible reminder i am afraid i haven't he moved in his chair as if in physical discomfort do you think i ought so soon there are always plenty of houses aren't there not plenty of desirable ones do you think you must live in east elgin it would be rather more convenient because there are two semi-detached in river street just finished that look very pretty and roomy i thought when i saw them that one of them might be what you would like thank you he said and tried not to say it curtly they belong to white the grocer river street isn't east elgin but it is that way and it would be a great deal pleasanter for for her i must consider that of course you haven't been in them i should hope for a bright sitting-room and a very private study if edvina was aware of any unconscious implication the pair of eyes she turned upon him showed no trace of satisfaction in it no i haven't but if i could be of any use i should be very glad to go over them with you and she stopped involuntarily checked by the embarrassment in his face though she had to wait for his words to explain it i should be most grateful but but might it not be misunderstood she bent her head over her work and one of those instants passed between them which he had learned to dread they were so completely the human pair as they sat together withdrawn in comfort and shelter absorbed in homely matters and in each other it was easy to forget that they were only a picture a sham and that the reality lay further on in the early spring it must have been hard for him to hear without resentment that she was ready to help him to make a home for that reality he was fast growing instructed in women although by a postgraduate course edvina looked up possibly she said calmly and their agitation lay still between them he was silently angry the thing that stirred without their leave had been sweet no said edvina i can't go i suppose i'm sorry i should have liked so much to be of use she looked up at him appealingly and sudden tears came and stood in her eyes and would perhaps have undone his hurt but that he was staring into the fire how can you be of use he said almost irritably in such ways as those they are not important and i am not sure that for us they are legitimate if you were about to be married 
he seemed to plunge at the word i should not wish either to hasten you or to house you i should turn my back on it all you should have nothing from me he went on with a forced smile but my blessing delivered over my shoulder i am sure they are not important she said humbly privately all unwilling to give up her martyrdom but surely they are legitimate i would like to help you in every little way i can don't you like me in your life you have said that i may stay i believe you think that by taking strong measures one can exorcise things he said that if we could only write out this history of ours in our heart's blood it would somehow vanish no she said but i should like to do it all the same you must bear with me if i refuse the heroic in little it is even harder than the other he broke off leaning back and looking at her from under his shading hand as if that might protect him from too complete a vision the firelight was warm on her cheek and hair her needle once again completed the dear delusion she sat there his wife this was an aspect he forbade but it would return here it was again it is good to have you in my life he said it is also good to recognize one's possibilities how can you definitely lose me she asked and he shook his head i don't know now that i have found you it is as if you and i had been rocked together on the tide of that inconceivable ocean that casts us half awake upon life he said dreamily it isn't friendship of ideas it's a friendship of spirit indeed i hope and pray never wholly to lose that you never will she told him how many worlds one lives in as the day goes by with the different people one cares for one beyond the other concentric ringing from the heart yours comprises all the others it lies the farthest out and alas at present the closest in she added irresistibly to the asking of his eyes but she hurried on taking high ground to remedy her indiscretion i look forward to the time when this other feeling of ours will become just an idea as it is now just an emotion at which we should try to smile it is the attitude of the gods and therefore not becoming to men why should we not being gods borrow their attitude said finlay i could never kill it she put her work in her lap to say by any sudden act of violence it would seem a kind of suicide while it rules it is like one's life absolute but to isolate it to place it beyond the currents from the heart to look at it and realize it and conquer it for what it is i don't think it need take so very long and then our friendship will be beautiful without reproach i sometimes fear there may not be time enough in life he said and if i find that i must simply go to british columbia i think those mining missions would give a man his chance against himself there is splendid work to be done there of a rough and ready kind 
that would make it puerile to spend time in self-questioning she smiled as if at a violent boy we can do it we can do it here she said may i quote another religion to you from purification there arises in the yogi a thorough discernment of the cause and nature of the body whereupon he loses that regard which others have for the bodily form then if he loves he loves in spirit and in truth i look forward to the time she went on calmly when the best that i can give you or you can give me will ride upon a glance i used to feel more drawn to the ascetic achievement and its rewards he remarked thoughtfully than i do now if i were not a presbyterian in canada she told him i would be a buddhist in burma but i have inherited the shorter catechism i must remain without the law finlay smiled they are the simple he said our law makes wise the simple edwina looked for a moment into the fire she was listening with admiration to her heart she would not be led to consider esoteric contrasts of east and west isn't there something that appeals to you she said in the thought of just leaving it all unsaid and all undone a dear and tender projection upon the future that faded a lovely thing we turned away from until one day it was no longer there charming he said averting his eyes so that she should not see the hunger in them charming literature she smiled and sighed and he wrenched his mind to the consideration of the buddhism of browning she followed him obediently but the lines they wanted did not come easily they were compelled to search and verify something lately seemed lost to them of that kind of glad activity he was more aware of it than she since he was less occupied in the aesthetic ecstasy of self-torture in the old time before the sun rose they had been so conscious of realms of idea lying just beyond the achievement of thought approachable visible by phrases brokenly realms which they could see closer when they essayed together he constantly struggled to reach those enchanted areas again but they seemed to have gone down behind the horizon and the only inspiration that carried them far drew its impetus from the poetry of their plight they looked for verses to prove that browning's imagination carried him bravely through lives and lives to come and found them to speculate whether in such chances they might hope to meet again and the talk came back to his difficulties with his board of management and to her choice of a frame for the etching he had given her by his friend the glasgow impressionist and to their opinion of a common acquaintance and to lorne and his prospects he told her how little she resembled her brother and where they diverged and how and she listened with submission and delight enchanted to feel his hand upon her intimate nature 
she lingered in the hall while he got into his overcoat and saw that a glove was the worse for wear would it be the heroic in little she begged to let me mend that as he went out alone into the winter streets he too drew upon a pagan for his admonition what then art thou doing here o imagination he groaned in his private heart go away i entreat thee by the gods for i want thee not but thou art come again according to thy old fashion i am not angry with thee only go away End of chapter 24